FM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Legal Conversations. Let's welcome our first 18 guest, uh, who is also a legal eagle, Ntabiseng Dubazana, who's the director and founder of Dubazana Attorneys. Ntabiseng, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Ntabiseng. Good evening. How are you? Hello? Excellent. Thank you for joining us this evening. We are talking about something that's quite... Yes, Ntabseng, we can hear you loud and clearly. Good evening. Sure. I don't know if I'm even audible. I can't hear anything. We can hear you loud and clearly, Ntabiseng. Good evening. Oh, okay. There you are. I couldn't hear you at all. Sorry, I apologize right. about that. It seems that. like gremlins and we... <laughs> And Tabi saying there are gremlins. Yes. They don't want you and I to talk, but we are talking about. I can I can see that. <laughs> we are talking about a recent case. Yes. Mm, mm. <laughs> but we will forge forward. There's a recent case that has really um, caused a, a big stir within the legal field around that of foreplay. I mean, there's mm. a new judgment that looks at, um, you know, raising the question whether foreplay that includes extensive French kissing and dressing and engaging in oral sex and mm. deeming that to say, well, this could be consensual, consen- um, constituted as consent for penetrative mm. sex. But is this mm. the case? Because we see that there is a particular gentleman who was charged for um, raping his 23-year-old virgin girlfriend, and he was charged for seven years behind bars for the rape case. So, um, based on on what the court of court, which is the, the, the magistrate's court, when they made this decision, uh, in finding the accused guilty and then sentencing him to seven years. When we look at the high court decision that was made uh, based on the appeal, we look at what is quoted at in, in, with the transcripts that were coming from the match court. So what the judge looked at in this in this situation is that um, the, the, the concessions that the accused was made to concede to in the match court, we don't think that he actually acted out when he was giving his evidence. So the fact that foreplay is viewed as consent is for me, from the way that I read the judgment, is not necessarily what the court was saying. Remember, the, the, the elements of, of rape are that it has to be unlawful, it has to be, there has to be lack of consent, and then intentional, and, and, and the act itself has to be present, right? So if it can be, uh, determined in law that intention and unlawfulness, the act and lack of consent, all four elements were present. Therefore, the accused can be found guilty. Now, when we look at the evidence that was presented in the court of court, it can be determined, at least from what the, the High Court is saying, that they are saying that from by virtue of what the accused believed was happening at that situation, he lacked the element of intention which is that of saying that I intended to rape the, 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 the complainant. 
by virtue of the actions that were happening prior to my having inserted my organ, if I don't, know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word on air, into 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 the into the complainant. Therefore, um, it cannot be. I I was of the opinion that there was consent, as from where I was standing, no resistance was given, no no was said, no fighting off was done. Therefore, I believed there was consent. And I did not think that I raped the the complainant. So now it boils down to a factual case and not one of of the the, the, the definitions of legality. Hmm. So this is where the this is where the crux of the of the of the of the judgment in the high court would have fallen into and it is not necessarily the moral ground of it. You know, Ntab Singh, when we take a look at such cases, that thin line between the yes, the no, and no verbal communication at all is uh, easily blurred. How can we then, especially in the case of the victim, how can the victim be able to feel safe, secured, and protected by the law when they feel violated, especially when this line is being blurred? So you see now when we deal with how to protect yourself as a victim, we are now going into the areas of the the, um, uh, the enjoyment of the act itself. So now it takes a lot of the fun of perhaps what we call one night stands, or if you're in a relationship, how the, if it's romantic and you want to, you know, a spur of the moment situation, that it takes out the fun in that situation. I mean, let's be honest. When 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 a sexual encounter happens, usually it's not planned in advance. It usually just happens. And when usually a rape is that way by some kind of power is used over the victim in one form or another. So in order to protect yourself as a as a complainant or a victim, and you also as a man or a woman, because the rape is not only conducted or, or perpetrated by men, it is also perpetrated by women as well. So you as a person who are who is involved in the act itself, let the consent be as verbal as possible. So at every stage when you change any sort of interaction between the two parties, if you are the one in control and leading the situation, make sure that you've got actual verbal consent from the person that you're engaging in the act with. So I would advise, for example, prior to leaving, I don't know, maybe a club or prior to leaving home or whatever the case may be, um, some people have also done contracts whereby it is written down and said, oof, it is written down and said that, okay, we are agreeing that when we leave here, this is what we're going to be doing. This is the agreement between the parties. And even so, after a contract has been signed, for example, then rather at every stage, are we still comfortable with going on with this? Can I proceed? When you reach a certain stage in the making out or the, uh, or, or the oral sex or whatever the case may be, continue to ask for consent and upon penetration continue to ask for consent and let it be verbal prior for you prior to any kind of 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 penetration happening that way at the stage whereby if anybody feels uncomfortable at any stage thereby you stop i mean if you look at the the case itself 
the the judge said when reading the transcripts of the match court, he said that the complainant had kept on saying that it hurts because she was a virgin. And then the accused would stop and then he would proceed and she would not stop him in proceeding. All she said is that it hurts because she is what a virgin. So let there be verbal consent in one form or another in order to protect yourself from being a victim of of a rape accusation and probably a rape conviction as a result. A-teamers, we are talking to Ntabiseng Dubazana, who is the director and founder of Dubazana Attorneys. And uh, what we're talking about is a case that has uh, really caught my attention, and I'm sure it's caught your attention, that thin line between consexual sex and um, rape, and especially if you've engaged in foreplay. When does no not mean no? And when does it hurts and I'm not comfortable mean something too? Uh, the person who is actually steering the ship sexually, that is. Please do let us know what your thoughts around this is. And especially because, you know, most people who are found guilty of rape are men. And um, I'd love to hear from our male A-teamers. What are your thoughts? Mm. How can you protect yourself? Because you could find yourself in a situation just like this particular um, uh, gentleman who has been convicted for uh, seven years behind bars as an A-teamer with a partner that you know, you're familiar with, your wife, your girlfriend, who says, you raped me because she was just not in the mood and you did not hear the correct words. You did not hear, it hurts. You did not hear, stop. Call in on 011-714-2006. Let me hear from you. It's a sensitive one, but you can also send an SMS to 41391. And uh, WhatsApps go to zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. You know, in Tap saying, I'm I'm concerned, especially for. Um, I know you've said that rape is uh, perpetrated by both males and females, right? But we are aware that most rape cases that go out are perpetrated by men, and I'm concerned for boy children. How do we then educate them correctly? That foreplay does not mean we can go ahead and have penetrative sex. Okay, it seems we've lost in Tab Singh, and I did say when we started this interview that there are gremlins on Tab Singh's line. All right, we'll live past these gremlins. Trust you, me. This is uh, the Late Night Conversations. My name is Patricia Anduli. We continue with the show, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. When does no... get blurred in the lines of having uh, those heated flame moments with a partner that you are familiar with and uh, what are your thoughts around this particular case 011-714-2006 or whatsapp 0614-104-107 remember we are on social media platform at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Dooley and uh, don't forget to use the hashtag SAFMLNC Hi, Mantuli. On the guy who was sentenced seven years in prison, it's very unfortunate. Uh, very, very unfortunate. But it's very difficult to get the women to, to, to speak whether they are interested or not. It's, it's a topic that is uncharted waters, Mike, in, in Mulet Smith. Hello? 
Hmm. Yeah, um, sure, it is quite a difficult case, A-teamers. Uh, we'll hear more from you. Let's uh, go back, it seems, and Tabsang has a better, crisper, and clearer line. And Tabsang, good evening, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you much better now. And Tabsang, are you there? Excellent, excellent. All right, so I was asking, how do we educate our boy children? How do we educate young men? and young women on how to um, not blur the lines, especially when foreplay has been embarked upon between a couple uh, that is familiar with each other, but those little signs and words um, should mm. be the telltale signs that I don't want penetrative sex. You know, I wish I had a concrete answer as to this is how you should conduct yourself as a young woman, this is how you should conduct yourself as a young man. Because unfortunately, the things that we see in criminal court makes us um, even more weary about how to how to deal with these situations. For example, I'll give you a case that I dealt with about three or four years ago, whereby my client was being charged with with rape, and um, he was a 25 year old young man, and it turns out that the victim was 14 years old and they met at a club at 3 a.m. in the morning and then you know one night then next thing in the morning my my client was then um the family members arrived with police to to have him arrested for rape what happened is that after him and what he assumed was an adult at the time um ended up having sexual intercourse and then the the girl got home late and then she blamed the whole situation on rape unfortunately he did get convicted of um rape at the end of the day because she's under the age of 16 she cannot give consent to have sexual intercourse but um, at the end of the day he got a suspended sentence and he went home so you see what i'm what what i'm trying to to drive home mm. is that there is no way to say you should conduct yourself in a certain mm. way. It is only human nature and the law of, of attraction, I suppose, that will lead to certain things happening. So um, in order for you as a female to not be also seen as somebody who who is, you know, coercing a, a male to have sexual intercourse with you and vice versa, I think it is just best to have an actual relationship, things written down on paper and contract and everything, Make it like a business, I think. <laughs> I don't know what else to say except make it like a business. Let there be terms and conditions so that should this matter get find itself in, in when things sour and the relationship goes south, there's no party that can pull out a card that, oh my goodness, I was taken advantage of. Because remember, there's also things like submission. Submission is not consent. So if somebody keeps saying, no, let, let's do this, let me, you know, until you eventually say yes, it doesn't mean that you consented. You gave in. And submission can also be seen as rape. So now, you know, there's, there's so many ways in which rape can, can, can go south. And there are so many victims of wrongful accusations of rape who are sitting in custody. I mean, there was a case whereby uh, a guy got was sitting in custody awaiting trial uh, and had been charged for rape. 
and um, upon date of trial, when the prosecutor was consulting with 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 the complainant, she said that you know what, and like this guy, he 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 drank imaliam uh, for the for the day. He owed me 150 rand. This guy was sitting in custody for nine months, and then. We because he's been in custody for nine months and they was denied. He doesn't have 150 then to to settle the matter. Well, myself and the prosecutor, we came together. We produced the 150 rand and charges were withdrawn. Do you understand the kind of thing that we have to deal with? And then this now blurs the lives of actual victims who go through the most. They are blurred with those ones who lay charges that are not true. So that's why I think it's just best to try and have it as a contract of sorts and try and hope that it doesn't backfire when this thing, when the relationship goes south. I'm saying it is very clear that uh, it's not monkey business when you're engaging in intimacy. So whether you are in a long-term relationship or you're just engaging as a once-off, you need to have written consent in this day and age or else people could find themselves behind bars for overstepping the line and i totally understand if there are power dynamics within a relationship there will not be any fighting and screaming and kicking um so some people are victims because they just have to submit and later after the act realize that haibo i have just been raped i never said yes i didn't want this so for both our men and women listening right now the laws are very strict and uh, foreplay is clearly not consent for penetrative sex so we need to be very careful it's not monkey business the way we thought it was in Tabsay. We're in conversation with Ntabi Singh Dubazana, who's director and founder of Dubazana Attorneys. And uh, we are wrapping up our conversation that we started at the beginning of the show, talking about the foreplay judgment. This particular judgment is one that has really, really got all hits because no one wants to be in an issue with, um, you know, the law. So, Ntabi Singh, what are your parting shots around this particular judgment? To be honest, Patricia, I actually agree with it. And the only reason I agree with it is because of what the, the, the quotes that were made from the court of call. The court of call, the magistrate based his judgment and conviction solely on the morality of the issue and not the legalities. For example, the things that were quoted in the, in the, in the judgment were like, so uh, you feel it was right that you deflowered her. That had nothing to do with the elements and the lawfulness of the act itself. Unfortunately, if there's one thing that I remember when I was in law school, the, 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 the lecturer that taught us intro to law said, in order for you to understand and make yourself a good enough attorney or lawyer, you need to distinguish from morality and the law because the two cannot mix. And in this judgment, from the, what the quarter court did, the, the, the match court, they, the, the judge, the, the presiding officer, rather, the magistrate, had mixed the morality of the situation with the law. And he put in words and, and phrases that were not part and parcel of the evidence that was placed before him. What he was supposed to look at was look at the evidence of the complainant and look at the evidence of, of the of the accused. And same cannot be viewed in isolation. They have to be viewed together. Whereby he then makes a decision based on that. 
instead of adding things like the ones that he said about deflowering somebody, taking their, their virginity as their virtue and all of that, that has nothing to do with the act itself. The question is, was there a rape? Was the intention, was the unlawfulness, and was the act conducted? Is the DNA, for example, that is connected? Are the sex before you saying that the accused 100% beyond reasonable doubt conducted the, the act itself? If there's an ounce of unreasonable, of reasonable doubt, just one ounce, one percent of reasonable doubt, the accused is entitled to an acquittal. So when you look at the judgment of the High Court, and how he assessed the elements, sorry, the elements of the crime, and how he assessed the judgment that was handed down in the magistrate court, and then the application of the actual fact, and how consent is viewed. I like the consent that he used in the one authority that we use mostly in criminal law, which is C.R. Sneeman, in that consent is is tacit and verbal and tacit can be can be in any manner or form verbal is very is very expressive you we understand what that means so if at any stage it cannot be said that the accused intentionally went on with the act irrespective of the of the consent being with revoked remember consent can be given and revoked within the act itself if it cannot be said that from the evidence placed before the presiding officer and there's reasonableness to them to the story of the accused. He has to be given a chance and be found not guilty of the act. So in law, from where I stand at least, this judgment is correct. We need to learn, so to speak, how to distinguish between morality and the moral high ground versus the the, the black and white area of the law. And I know that the most popular belief, I think me and my colleagues and I, we usually have hot debates over this, but that is basically what I believe, and I believe that the judgment was correct in that manner. Well, thank you so very much, Ntap Singh, for shedding light on this particular issue. It was clearly uh, one that uh, we all need to be aware of, and I think it needs to be publicized more so all A-teamers, all South Africans can know what the law says around this. Thank you so very much. Uh, please give us contact details for Dubazan attorneys. Thank you so much for having me.